episode number 172, Camaro Fest 8. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another really exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris, and Jason is not with us this week. However, he's on site at Camaro Fest, and that is what this episode is all about this week, guys. We have a huge episode this week. We've got several interviews with Camaro team members, with organizers of uh, the Camaro Fest, and it's going to be one heck of a show. No voicemails this week, guys, but this is going to be nothing but uh, letting you guys listen to what the Fest was all about. Um, It sounds like, from, from some of the interviews that I'm going to be playing here, this was probably the biggest Camaro show Maybe ever. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, and that's uh, that's saying something. So let's get this. Um, let's get the show started with one of uh, one of our old, very good friends, uh, Mr. Scott Settlemeyer. Thanks, Chris. So I'm sitting next to somebody that I'm not going to introduce him by name. I'm going to let him introduce himself by his AKA. Please introduce yourself, sir. I'm the F. Bodfather, Scott Saddlemeyer. That's right. I am sitting next to one of the best Camaro friends any Camaro owner could ever have and one of the best friends I ever personally had in my life. My big brother, Scott Saddlemeyer, is sitting here looking great, Scott, feeling great, looking just, just enjoying life here at Camaro Fest. Right. I'm enjoying retirement. I wake up at 5 o'clock every morning, smile to myself, and go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, after all the work you did, tireless work, and well, let's let's face it. The 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 later fourth gen years, every day was a stressful battle. Am I wrong? Well, it was also wrong. It was also stressful when we brought the fifth gen out and working on the sixth gen because we had way too much help from the top of the corporation. Um, we had some chairmen of the board that were a little difficult to deal with, but um, we persevered. So just to make sure I'm hearing this, and i got to be careful on how I word it because I don't want it to sound bad, but the fourth gen, they didn't want much to do with it. The fifth gen, they wanted way too much to do with it. Exactly. Um, the third day on the job, my boss called me into his office and said, oh, by the way, the car goes away in 1998. And I was able to keep it alive through August of 2002. Uh, every car had to be out of St. Therese um, assembly plant uh, before midnight on August 31st first of 2002 because it would no longer pass safety requirements that were effective September 1st of 2002. Yeah, so there was a lot of factors with the with the fourth gen going away, both in, in terms of dollars and cents and just future investment and everything. But you know what? We, we all worked together and we, we as, as you would say, we kept the faith for a number of years. We worked together, uh, the disciples, along with you and Cheryl Pilcher and John Fitzchallenger. And uh, I know we call him Fitz. We, we, we make fun of him all the time um, because somebody called in and into the podcast and said, John Fitz something. And, and so we started making fun of him from there. So uh, we did, Chris and I never gave that up. But and now, now, present day. You know, uh, it's been eight years since the fifth generation Camaro started, right. and uh, 
look the parking lot, Scott. What are your what are your thoughts of what is out in the parking lot in terms of size and shape and color? I'm absolutely in awe. I think this is probably the biggest Camaro event ever. Um, I don't know the the counts yet because Joe hasn't given them to me, but he will give them to me on Sunday. And uh, I'm hoping that we're over a thousand cars. I think at the rate that they're going, based on what I've seen out there, I, I agree with you. This is this is such a cool event, um, and I'm going to be talking to Joe Bella and uh, and Mike Lee a little bit later on uh, in the evening. But um, we we've, we've both been to some big big Camaro shows, and this hands down is is it's almost busting at the seams with Camaros. There's so many here, and well, and they're fifth gen and sixth gen. There's like no old Camaros out there. There's, there's a couple here and there, yeah, but but not by a small percentage, yeah. There may be one or two of each generation, but everything else is fifth and sixth gen. You know, you're, yeah, that's right. I didn't even stop to think about that. What, 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 why, why, why do you think that is? Well, because this was started by Camaro5.com and then by Camaro6.com. Um, Joe and and Mike have pretty much taken it over. Uh, you know, and I think it couldn't have grown without it being kind of detached from one central community and just become a for all Camaro owners. Um, I think I think that might have been a, a bit of a of a of a of a throttle, if you will. So it, it's it's spectacular. Um, and this is just the night before the big day. The big day is tomorrow. The drag racing, the autocrossing, all the vendors and everything. So like like I, I always say, and I'll probably continue to say throughout these interviews for the for the Camaro show. Uh, you know, nobody likes to hear about an event they missed. So we're talking about this in, in hype that next year is going to be even bigger because um, I've already confirmed verbally um, that there will be another one. We don't know where it's at or anything, but there's going to be another one already. So just like when the fifth gen came out, the Camaro team was already working on the sixth gen. Now Camaro Fest. We're working on two generations ahead. Now you're doing two generations ahead. So with the well, sixth. Really? Yeah. Because of corporate average fuel economy. Oh, so you have to. So Chris and I always were under the impression that, you know, as soon as the fifth gen came out, the sixth gen started, but not the seventh gen. Am I saying that right? We're working on the seventh gen and the eighth gen. You heard it here. <laughs> I think it's, and you know what, I know, it's interesting to notice. You said, you said, well, I was going to say, you said, you said we. Well, it's hard to not say we. I know, that's what I was mentioning. Yeah. Well, Scott, it's it's so good to see you, old friend, and uh, I'm glad you just healthy as a horse and look like a million dollars, and obviously enjoying life, and you, you deserve it. Like I said, you worked so hard, tirelessly for so many years, and now just in, enjoying your retirement. And can um, people expect to see you at, at more shows in the future? I'm self-funded now, but yes, um, as you probably know, I had a health issue last year, and I had a lot of prayers, and I'm a walking miracle. So I thank everybody for their prayers. Well, you are more than welcome because you certainly deserve it. And you probably have even more friends than you know for everything you've done for the Camaro and for the people that drive them. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for interviewing me. Always good to hear from Scott. Man. And, man, he's he's dropping some some stuff here. He's You know, he's retired now from General Motors. And, uh, uh, well, I, you can tell he's he's not holding back. So um, good to hear from you, Scott. Can't wait to see you again. And um, let's move on to the next interview we have here it's going to be with uh, joe bella he is one of the organizers along with mike lee of camaro fest and uh let's move on to that one so i'm standing here with uh joe bella 
yes. one of the organizers of Camaro Fest. And uh, it's Friday night, the night before the big event, and it is huge out there. There is there are Yankos out there. There there is a Neiman Marcus Camaro out there, and there's everything else in between. What are your thoughts as organizer of this? So far, is it already looking like it's a big payoff for the effort? Oh, absolutely. Um, this is the first time that we've done the formalized parking lot party. Everybody was always here anyways. Um, we've got the DJ playing. Every single parking lot's full. All the lights are on, and uh, we've got all the cars out. It's great to see. I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Um, we're looking at maybe a 1,000 cars this year. You, you came close last year. Yeah, we got super close. I think the number was in the mid 900s, um, including all the vendors and the Chevrolet display. So this year, you know, pre-sales are up. It looks like attendance is up. Uh, racing is up. So we're, we're hoping to crack a thousand this year. Well, the parking lot's full. And like uh, Scott, the FBOD father, uh, Settlemeyer used to say, you know, you, you go out ever since the fifth gens came out and people started really customizing their cars with the lights and, and all those uh, cool things that uh, Oracle sold everybody and among other people you know you go out there and it's like it's like a disco with a bunch of wheels out there and it's it's nothing different out there right now it's just incredible so um you you think uh are you already looking forward to next year uh we are we're learning from stuff we've already made a bunch of improvements um we're happy with what we've got um but we're always always talking about new stuff to do um we were even talking about maybe nighttime autocross it looked like the parade the night the light parades at disney (laughs) just kidding I think a nighttime autocross would be pretty cool. Um, I remember when I used to run an event a long time ago, a drag racing event. And one year we did it at night, and people really liked that. There's something about racing uh, in, in the dark. So, um, But the reason why I ask about next year before this year's event is even done is because by the time people listen to this on the podcast, it's going to be too late. You know, it's going to be over, and, and people don't like to hear about things they missed. So I want to kind of – that's why I'm saying – what's going on for next year already because if the people are listening to the show they're gonna say i missed it i want to i gotta make it next year do you know at this point if you can even comment on if it's going to be here in bowling green again next year or is that still way too far out to where you can't even tell at this point well i can comment and say there's going to be a camaro fest nine um we're too far deep into it and we're loving it so there will be one um follow the website camarofest.org uh, or camarofans.com we'll have information on there can't tell you where it's going to be yet um but uh, it, you know, it's nice here. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great area, and you know, it's easy for me to say because it's it's kind of in my backyard in relation to where everybody else is coming from, except for Chris Frazza, who's not here right now. We miss him. No, we don't. Well, we might. Yeah, no, it would have been cool if he's here, but I'm covering for him. So, Joe, you got anything else you want to say to to our listeners about Camaro Fest or about Camaros in general? It's, it, you got the floor now. Um. You know, I, ever since we started doing this in 2010, it became real apparent what Chevrolet has created is a blank canvas. Um, Camaro Fest is an opportunity to meet other people that love this car just as much as you do. No two are the same. Even if they're stock, they're not the same. Somehow, people manage it. Um, we race. We hang out at the night in the parking lot. Um, we, you know, show the cars. It, it's just a great time. Uh, if you missed it this year, we're sorry. Uh, show up next year. It's going to be just as big, if not bigger. Um, if you have any, uh, you know, suggestions or, or comments or whatever, uh, drop us a line. We're, we're always welcome to hear them. And in, in addition to the websites, um, the social media outlets, uh, what is the best way for people to follow you? 
The biggest one right now is Facebook. Uh, if you look up at the Camaro Fest on uh, Facebook, you'll find our page. We've got a group as well. You can uh, request to join just so you can get updates, but we pretty much uh, include anyone who has a Camaro on their page. Um, that's a good one. There's a lot of activity there. Uh, next year, we're looking at you know in your Instagrams, your Snapchats. We want to put out some hashtags so people can uh, cover all this for the folks that can't make it. So, and, and if you're one of those people that just couldn't make it this year and you really want to, you got no excuse not to make it next year because it, whatever recipe that you've got going on, keep it up. Don't change. Well, change just a little things to make it better. But I think this this could very well be. Uh, equivalent to like the Bloomington Gold for Corvettes, or you know all the all the huge, huge, massive, massive events like uh, Carlisle and things like that. I think I think you got the makings for it, Joe, and, and I hope you keep it up. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's some very big praise there. Uh, we'll we'll do what we can to to fill those shoes. All right. Well, good luck to everybody tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to be able to be there for part of the day due to my obligations to the state of Tennessee, but um, but I'm going to try to make it tomorrow night, and I'll be hanging out with you then. So thanks, Joe. All right. Thank you. Pleasure to have you. Outstanding. Oh, always good to hear from Joe. Um, and and what a lot of effort that they put into putting together this this huge huge event uh, called Camaro Fest. Uh, it's, this is the the eighth one now. And if if you guys are stuck under a rock somewhere and you haven't heard about this, CamaroFest.org uh, will give you the information. And it sounds like uh, number nine is coming at you next year. Yet to be determined location, but I'm saying Bowling Green probably has a very, very good running right now. So um, let's move on to our other interviews here. And uh, Jason has now moved on to the Camaro team. And uh, as, as you all know, the Camaro team brought a lot of people down to Bowling Green to check out the fast and participate and all that good stuff. So here is the first interview. All right. Got another special guest here. Um, I'm out here by the DJ, so there's going to be some music in the background. But what I'm also standing next to, in addition to this person, is a brand new, uh, I, I guess I got to think this is, uh, is this a CTF car? Yes, it is. Okay. CTF car, convertible. What's the color? This one is the red tin coat. Red tin coat with the new front end that I've been advocating for I don't know how long, saying wait till you see it in person because of the compound angles and the depth that you just can't capture in film. And I'm here to talk about that with you, Mr. Jim Callahar. Thank you. Nice to be here with you. So let's talk about that front end. It's been very, very polarizing. A lot of people say they love it. A lot of people have been not so kind with their words. So, uh, first of all, we're pretty aware that the Chevrolet hears those things, and even though they don't address each one individually because they can't, they still absorb that. So, if you can, um, tell me what, if, if you wanted to give any kind of response to those who have been complaining about the front end, what, what, what would you say to them? You have to see it in person. So, we've talked to a lot of people in the last couple days at the fest, and the vast majority of them said we didn't like it when we saw it in the photos and now that they're seeing it in person they are okay with it there's still some people that are a little bit upset with the placement of the uh, flow tie but uh, we think they're going to come around anytime we've changed the front end of the car we've gotten plenty of feedback and generally the people come around over time and I'll agree to that. I mean, back in the, well, what we say the old days, the old fourth-gen Camaro days, when it went, uh, the, the, the front end and the, and the tail end, uh, mid-cycle refresh with the 2000, or excuse me, 1998 Camaro, everybody said, it looks like a catfish. It, it's, it's too bubbly. It's this, that, and the other thing. But next thing you know, it became 
relatively speaking, a, a hit. And I, I think that you've got another hit on your hands. It looks very, very good. It has detail. It has depth. It, it is still aggressive, but yet it, it's not... It's not obnoxious. Well, we think it still looks... Speaking of obnoxious, we think it still looks like a Camaro. And uh, when it was designed, we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose the Camaro look to the car. We think it still does. And uh, our customers, I think, are going to come around and understand it. I'm going to make an assumption that you did clinic this car. We don't clinic Camaros. No? So uh, I would think that if you did, if you showed it to them and said, what kind of car is this? They would still say, looks like a Camaro to me. I agree. And we, we, I say we don't clinic them. We clinic them internally because uh, cars like this are hard to clinic because you can't disguise them. And the people understand what they are when you're clinicking them. So they know it's a Camaro, so we're not learning anything from them. So based on you know our team and how well we know our customers, uh, we think we have a pretty good idea of, of what our customers are going to react to. We weren't surprised with the reaction to this one, and we think that they're going to come around like they always have. Well, I'll agree 100%. So, and I'll echo what I've been saying and what you've been saying. We're all saying the same thing. Get out to a show. Get out to a dealership and take a look at this before you really pass any judgment on it. It's a good-looking front end. It, it does indeed look better in person. Um, you know, even the fifth gen, you had to kind of see that in person, too, because... If you weren't hitting it at just the right angle on a professional level, you weren't going to capture everything that's complex about it. So, Jim, thank you so much for the time, and thank you for bringing this car out here. And what an awesome event, huh? Thanks for letting me be on the show. And awesome event. We're having fun out here tonight letting people see our new lights, and I think they're really enjoying it. Yeah, You know what? I'll just say that the headlights alone are so effective. They got a great cutoff. It's, 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 it's just incredible lighting. So... You're doing everything right. Keep it up. And, you know, like, like Chris and I say, you guys know what you're doing. And we have a lot of, uh-oh, there's, and there's a cop. There's a cop. <laughs> All right. We'll be chasing down a Mustang. Well, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Take care. Thanks again. Always good to hear from Jim Callahar. Great, great guy. Um, been working on the car for a while now. So, for those of you who are still... Um, kind of poo-pooing the front end, uh, the re- mid- mid-cycle refresh. Wait till you guys see it in person. Please. Please. Yeah. Please. Now, all right, here's our, our, our final episode, or final, not episode, our final interview of the show. We're going to leave it for none other than Chief Engineer Al Oppenheiser, um, and he's going to, um, talk with Jason. And the party continues at Camaro Fest Friday night. At the convention center, there's there's even more cars here. There's some cars that are trolling for action, I think we should say. But I managed to pull a good friend of ours, Al Oppenheiser, aside just to talk about... Al, I'm going to ask you point blank. Your initial, as chief engineer of the Camaro, what do you think about this incredible, mon- monstrous spectacle of a Camaro show? I love this, Jason. This uh, is the third year here at uh, Beach Bend and Bowling Green. And I kind of wondered if you get the same participation, but I could sense once I got here this afternoon to Beach Bend and tonight for the big car show, you can feel the attendance is much bigger than it's been the last couple of years. There are way more cars here than I've ever seen. I was talking to uh, Joe Bella earlier and uh, a couple other folks, and they're saying they're, they're predicting well over 1,000 cars, no problem this time. And I, I, I got to think, you probably agree with me on that. Definitely agree. Like I said, uh, 
they've run out of hotel space here. This is the big car show night, and uh, you were here earlier when they all rev their engines and the exhaust. It's, it's like a thing. It's really cool. Uh, you can just sense the volume of people here. Um, and actually, I won't say this is why, but one of the things that we felt we wanted to do this year was we brought 17 people down from my Camaro team to be part of it, which is probably the biggest crowd we've ever brought from the Camaro team. And have they all been to a, a, a Camaro show like this before? or No, actually, uh, we were trying to make a count here before I talked to you. I think 12 people have never been to a Camaro Fest before, and they're blown away. At, and we don't ever take it for granted, but I love watching the eyes of the new people here from the Camaro team that when somebody walks up to them and says, well, excuse me, but I hear you work on the Camaro, you did the chassis or whatever, would you sign my car? And they're just like blown away that somebody would ask them to sign their pride and joy because it makes you part of their car and kind of makes the link from the manufacturer to the customer and so i thoroughly enjoy watching my new team members being able to experience that here i think i think it's pretty cool that you did that too because i mean they go to work every day and they work really hard on this car and it shows and we'll get to that in a minute but now they get to actually see people on a grand scale enjoying the literally the fruits of of, of their labor you know, and, and seeing, okay, now I'm now I really see the magnitude of, of what I do, how it impacts the people and how much they love it. And it is just it is crazy out here. This is this is probably I've been to a lot of shows and I've said this in a couple other interviews that I've had. I've been to a lot of Camaro shows and this is I think the biggest one hands down. And and it's all because of the work that you and your team and the rest of the men and women at Chevrolet do. It's it's incredible. So I think I'll say on behalf of everybody here, thank you very much for for, I'm, I'm sure you work long hours and long weeks, and, and thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, it's been a long year. Um, as I mentioned to you, I took the last two weeks off to kind of recharge my batteries. But one of the other things that we felt was important this year to come in numbers was, uh, and I know you guys have talked a lot about it on your podcast, the reaction to the 19. It's the typical love-hate relationship with a Camaro, and you got to think back to the original concept car. I tell people, think about this. When we launched the original concept car in Detroit at the North American International Auto Show in January of 06, everybody was, you know, there were men weeping, all the great stories you hear. There were actually people that emailed us and said, why didn't you make it look like a 69? So you're never going to make everybody happy, but the fact that it makes people talk love-hate and it's polarizing, that's why you have a huge turnout like this. And I want my team here to, to be part of this with the uh, Camaro customers. And we've got, I don't know how many we've got, at least a dozen of the 19s here from every flavor from the Turbo 1 LE. I drove a 2SS convertible down here. Um, take a look at them. When people see them in person, they, they tell us all day today, they told us, God, that really looks great in person. So I don't know who your photographer was, but you know, you need to do something different. I mean, I don't want to take away from the people that do all that work, but I got to tell you, you know, evolve with the Camaro family. That's why we're here. We, we want to interact with our Camaro customers. We've listened to you, always have listened to you, whether it's the passenger seat that's adjustable back in 2011. I remember that. Yeah, I know you do. And then now this year we've got the full display mirror. So everybody that's complained about, I can't see because of those big rear pillars. Now you've got a full display mirror that has a camera in the back of the car that gets rid of those pillars and it opens up a 270 degree view that now you can see completely behind you. So. We're here to tell our customers that we listen to you. Even the styling, we listen. We, we have to keep evolving and stay one step ahead of our competitor. And, and you're doing just that. I mean, um, 
I won't go too deep into this, but you know, Chris and I, we do the sales numbers reports and everything, and I say, listen, Bugatti only sells a handful of cars a year, but they're still making them because they're still making money off it. And 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 I got to think, and I don't know if you can comment on this being a GM employee, and I'm not asking you to, but I'm just going to say again that it's not about about numbers. It's about it's about margin and, and putting out a quality car at a great price and, and still staying in business and making it valuable to not only the, the, the driver and the owner of the car, but, of course, the business being Chevrolet and General Motors. Yeah, you, you said that last Sunday on your podcast um, that that you guys weren't really concerned about it because you didn't see that we were concerned about it. Um, yeah, you know, a $59 challenge release, that's a good deal for now, but think about it long term, how many off-lease cars are going to be out there and down the road. Um, we are in a we are in a business to sell an iconic halo car. We're not going to chase sales necessarily. That's not our model. Um, we are trying to uh, make a profitable car that gives the customer what they want. And if we start chasing the incentives that our competitors do, you never get out of that mode. And you made that same comment. Once you start down that road, you can't retract from it. And we're very proud of the fact that we don't really have to incentivize this car. It sells on its merit. Uh, we win every stinking performance metric we go up against anybody. And um, I think what you'll see, um, whether you, you guys really haven't talked about this yet, and I'm going to talk about it tomorrow in the Tech Talk, um, we've actually listened for two years now on the pricing. And so what you're going to see for 19 is a bona fide LS model. And we didn't just put plastic on everything and call it an LS. We actually give you a great car and we're charging less for it um, than we ever have for an LS. And actually, it's going to way undercut the Mustang base car. So the one thing that keeps people away from Camaro is the price of entry to get into the car. We have now addressed that for 19. And if you like the base styling of our new Refresh 19, you'll love the price. Go comparison shop, us versus Mustang, and we're going to grow this market back, and we're going after number one again. Well, that's that's really incredible to hear. And, and just in just a few short sentences, you addressed a lot of the things that Chris and I are really kind of trying to surface. So you mentioned one thing I, I, I can't forget about this is is the front end of the car. I've talked to Jim Callahar, and and he said the same thing that you did. People are actually seeing it in person. The same thing that Chris and I have been advocating. You got to see this car in person. The front end is just it's great looking. It's very complex, but it's not obnoxious it's not rude looking it's not pointless looking uh, but it's it looks good and it still looks like a camaro so i think for the first time me seeing it in person you guys did a spectacular job on that i think we encourage people to get out there and see it first here's the thing i know you can't talk about details of the future too much but can you give any words of encouragement or or something about how you're going to continue to evolve this car not stopping at the 19 refresh uh absolutely um Camaro has been Camaro has been considered a halo car for Chevrolet for a while now, for two generations. Uh, it's an important vehicle for the Chevrolet lineup for General Motors. Um, with that kind of support from our leadership, we're going to continue to push the limits on performance, push the limits on where we take Camaro. And, of course, as you go down into the future, the next 10, 15 years, um, we're not blind to the fact that you're going to have to introduce um, things to address cafe and emissions, electrification. Um, don't worry. I don't think there's any kind of autonomous Camaro coming. That's kind of a, uh, that's like a jumbo shrimp. Why would you do that? People want to drive a Camaro. We're always going to go after the visceral feel so that when you get behind the wheel of a Camaro, it's like 
God, my dad had one of these, my mom had one of these, my brother or whatever. Somebody had one of these in the past, and somebody that buys a Camaro in the 2020X year is going to get in and have that same visceral feel as they did back in 66, 67, you know, when the, when the uh, 67 came out in 66. And we're going to make sure that we never lose that DNA. There's something about getting behind the wheel of a Camaro that makes it special. And I know you're, you've been a Camaro guy forever. And you know I've been a Camaro guy forever. My first car was a Camaro. There's so many people here at Camaro Fest that, that their only car or their favorite car has been a Camaro. We tap into that, and we're going to never lose that spark, that DNA, that whatever feel that makes you want to buy a Camaro and get in it. No matter what that means from a technology standpoint, whether it's uh, electrification, whether it's, whether it's uh, new technology, new features, whether it's thousand horsepower engines we're going to be there and you can bet your ass we're going to be shooting to be number one yeah, you know say no more my friend i think i think that's awesome <laughs> i know I, I probably caught you off guard on that last one i was just kind of kind of not sure where okay. i was going to go with it so no, thank thank a, you for saying that no, it's a good question. I, I think i think a lot of people are going to love hearing those words though for a long time and and you've met all my team we love to come to work every day and work on this car we've been lucky enough to be responsible for in this time frame you know of, of uh what i think is the golden age of cars you know they're going to take a different they're going to take a different avenue down the road but I, i'm telling you Jay, uh, jason i think that there's still going to be a need to come home from work and peel off the car cover and get behind the wheel of something and i want that and my team wants that to be a camaro and so we're not going to lose that thing that makes you want to get behind the wheel of a camaro no matter what it is that's awesome, Al. I mean, it's almost bringing a tear to my eye, dude. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you get back and join the huge festivities out there. I mean, well, I mean, and take a look around, man. This is because of the work you and your team did. You got to be proud. You got to be proud. So thank you, Al, for everything, and, and thank you for the time, and uh, and go enjoy the rest of the, the, the Camaro community out here because there's a lot of people that probably want to talk to you as well. So thank you, Al. Thanks, Chase. No problem. It's always great talking to you. I promise you guys an interview. I still promise you that. We'll do a 19 thing with you and Chris coming up sometime this summer sounds good uh you know we got production starting at the end of the summer for 19 uh why don't we set something up for then well we're, yeah absolutely we'd love to i still miss the uh ears and gears thing i never, I never got over that that that, that just did not take off it was fun but we just i don't know what it was had some good beer though no, we did have some good beer it is good speaking of which thank you thank you for the the beer you brought me in from 43. michigan yes yes yeah. and chris you didn't get one because you weren't here. But. Well, he owes me four of them, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I brought uh, Jason and Mike one from my private stock because my supplier is out. But Well, Chris says it's harder to find than Hop Slam. Uh, it is, actually. Uh, the uh, Well, there's a good story behind the M43. I'll just say it's my favorite beer of the summer. Enjoy it. I will. Thank you very much, Al. Thank you for everything. No problem. Way to go, Al. <laughs> and and I look forward to seeing you and, and seeing the nineteen in person and and maybe uh, maybe uh, having a couple of those on forty threes myself. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for for joining us in this episode. Jason, awesome job on site getting those interviews, dude. Um, and I wish I could have been there so much. Oh, it's killing me to listen to these and watching all the posts and the videos coming on Facebook. Oh. Ah, well, it was always next year. There's always next year. Camaro Fest 9. 
So t- stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. And thanks thanks for hanging out with us in this episode. And if you like what you heard, please, please let us know. Uh, Facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show. You can hit us on Twitter at Camaro Show uh, or our voicemail line. And um, 586-486-3182 is the, is the number. We're going to be holding all the voicemails. So maybe you heard some of those interviews and you have more questions. Get your voicemails in. Uh, until then, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!